It's the spouse holes. How's everyone doing? Super excited to introduce you guys all to my side piece. Let's do it. My side piece, better than my main thing. 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 Welcome to my side piece. Tonight's topic will be night routines, both for kids and adults. So we're going to go off of our experiences. We do have, you know, for all our new listeners, but we do have two kids. One of them is two. The other one will be one next week. That's so, crazy. Yeah, we have them really close together. So we're just going to go over what we've experienced, what we see works for us. Um, we're not experts. It's just from our experience. And if there's any listeners out there who, after all this, um, have tips or tricks for our listeners that want to share, uh, feel free to let us know and we can add that into our other episodes. So we're excited. We love the feedback and I can say that our two kids are somewhat on a typical routine. We have a bedtime established and we like to try to start that bedtime at six. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a bring them upstairs, start winding down the night, start the youngest at the bath and then I come up and I'll take the youngest, the one-year-old, and I'll put her down while Kiara uh, gives a bath to our two-year-old and then puts our two-year-old down. As of late, the one-year-old typically will go down pretty smooth with that being a consistent time and a consistent routine. The two-year-old, now we've converted her bed to an open bed where she can get in and out of at her will. She's still in training and there's still some learning and some yeah. give take when it comes to that, but she's still a trooper. She's doing really well. However, it's definitely been a new experience up until this point. We could do all of it very quickly because it was just so consistent. And the one thing I can preach about a night routine is consistency. I think a lot of people when I, well, when we first started the routine, cause we started it right when they were born I think it kind of hit a lot of people like their babies take it easy like it's not that big of a deal um but we learned from the beginning because both of our kids were able to sleep through the night by what two months and i know there was other parents who would struggle with that but we were always you know at a certain time i would get the feel for the kid um you know sometimes at night they would wake when they were first born they would wake up around midnight and so at midnight I would start their night routine so the bath or the wipe down and then change them into their pajamas I would always have the lights dim so that way they felt like it was still like a wind down period for our oldest we would also do and we still do it um, classical music our youngest is deaf so that doesn't work for her but for our youngest you know still the lights are off it's dim um, getting in the rocking chair, always the rocking chair, I think to her is a cue that it's time for bed. It's time to be rocked to sleep. Yeah, we don't abuse those chairs. We typically always just use them at the night routine. Right. So they know, they associate that with the night routine. Uh, something that I noticed today that seems to be uh, a bad mistake on my behalf is I had my phone visible And with the screen on, when I was trying to find a podcast to listen to, I was putting our youngest to sleep and I visibly saw it distracting her. Yeah. And so from now on, I'll be going into the room with my podcast already playing in my ear because I, it was a little bit more of a challenge tonight and it was 
mainly because she saw my screen and it was interesting for me to actually witness it, witness it, like see her, see it. And then I'm like, Oh shit. Yeah. And then it was a difficult time with the routine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's more sensitive to the light. I mean, I think all kids are when they see a screen. So I normally have my dimmed if I am going to have it on and I know you tease me about it, but it's like, no, she's very sensitive. So I always have it down to the lowest setting it's oh, mine enough. was. It was all the way dimmed, and she still was yeah. noticing it. So, yeah, it's interesting, but each kid is different. Um, same with naps. Um, I think a lot of, or I see kind of a lot of people force naps on kids, and I don't do that with the girls. Um, Zaylee doesn't nap at all. I mean, Our oldest. Our oldest, yeah, Zaylee, our oldest. She doesn't nap at all, and she does fine. And like I said, it's, again, reading your child and how they act. Um, Erica, our youngest, she does need a nap still um at around this age i think zaylee was starting to adjust and not having those naps anymore but erica's a little different she does need the nap and i know that she needs it because she wants to be held she cries i put her down on the ground she cries i sit her down she cries so i know she needs the nap because she's just so tired so for her i do have her nap and get her to nap she's gone from two naps to one nap a day now but sometimes you will do the two, but I just have to get a feel for her attitude. And that's a lot, you know, I know that a lot of parents read those books, the parenting books, and a lot of them have great information. I'm not bashing on those at all. But for me, I've just learned or noticed, it just depends on the kid. You know, like like I said, Zaylee's pretty much easygoing all day, even without a nap. Erica, she will get a handful if, she will be a handful, sorry if she doesn't get her nap in so and then again for the naps i do make sure that it is bright in the room so the light is on because our house is kind of darker so you know i have the light on or the blinds are open um just so that way she knows it's nap time and not bedtime at bedtime it is dark everything's dark but for the daytime and i do have her nap wherever whether it's her bed or downstairs on the play and play area or whatever so that way she doesn't have to always sleep in her bed i've noticed that that is nice i know some parents go have their go to just their bed but then they have issues with a kid sleeping in the living room or whatever somewhere else but with our kids i've just have them sleeping wherever we are and then they just adjust to it so that was kind of a good thing that I've learned. Our biggest thing and my biggest recommendation when talking to other parents and trying to give advice is you have to find something that works for one, you you and your partner, mm-hmm. and two, something that you can try to get your kids to go along with too. Uh, I know we always make ours a big deal at night when we're starting. We try to get all the wiggles out around you know, 4, 30, 5 o'clock. We'll right. be pushing, getting the wiggles out. But then when it is time to go to bed, you know, we use the sign for bath time. We make it an exciting time. We make them, we make Zaylee and Erica try to feel like it's not a punishment to go to bed. It's a joyous activity. Well, the nice thing too that I like about our routine um, is splitting it that way where I take Erica, our youngest, up first for her bath time and you stay with Zaylee. You get that one-on-one time with Zaylee that you haven't had all day because it's the whole family and then I have that one-on-one time I know it might be harder with more kids but then you get that one-on-one time with um or I get that one-on-one time with Erica and then when we switch and it's time for you to put Erica to bed 
you know, we all we say our goodnights. We all all four of us are together. We sign our goodnights to each other, and then I take Zaley for her bath. And then you take Erica and you put her down and then I take care of Zaley, her bath, and then bedtime for her. So that way I still get my one-on-one time with each kid and you do too. So I think that's kind of nice where they get a little bit more bonding with just the one parent because we definitely have different ways of parenting. And so it's nice for the, each kid to understand the different parenting styles. So it's kind of nice, even though it's like one hour or whatever, 30 minutes by yourself with the kid it's still nice for them so all right should we do the for us for us yeah my big thing that i'm having to learn with myself is we're talking about night routines but this part of the routine starts in the daytime and that's cut your caffeine off at a certain time (laughs) i know that nights that i have and i have a very high tolerance to caffeine like i can drink mountain dew at night and it's not going to keep me from sleeping but there's been times where I like drink an energy drink at six, seven, eight o'clock at night and then I'll get to sleep, but then I'll wake up by one o'clock in the morning and then I'm up. Like it just, it's weird how my body gets affected by it. Mm. So for me, it's like four o'clock. If I, I can't have any hard caffeine after 4 PM and I usually, it won't affect me too much at night. Uh, another thing is to stay hydrated, but also have a cutoff time for like large intake of liquid. So you're not getting up all night peeing. For me, anyway, because I do drink so much liquids. Uh, I drink water by the liter, not by the eight-ounce cup. So (laughs) I tend to have a lot in my bladder a lot. So I try to drink just little sips after seven, but still drink water and sodas. and I'll drink Mountain Dew, Diet Mountain Dew, anytime, right before bed. doesn't matter for me. But yeah, big-time caffeine intake, a good cutoff time. Helps with your sleeping, I think. Yeah, everyone's a little different with my, like my routine is normally after I get the girls to sleep, I that's like my time to do extra like laundry or I usually try to work out at night because in the morning it's hard for me because I don't know when the girls are going to wake up. Sometimes I'll wake up at 5:30, sometimes I'll wake up at 7. So for me it's just easier to just work out at night. I know some people have a hard time with that because then they're all energized and want to do more. So, but for me, I get the girls down and then I work out, you know, a nice shower and then I get whatever I need to get done as far as laundry goes or like recently I've been trying to do some more research, like social media stuff. And then, um, I try getting to bed or being in bed by 10, 10 30. And then, you know, I fall asleep whenever I fall asleep, but I try to be in bed by 10 30, the latest, just because it's hard for me sometimes if I'm going to sleep later like I, I'll stop like if it's 10 30 and I'm not in bed then I'm like oh five more minutes and I'll finish this five more minutes and by the time I realize like oh my gosh it's midnight it's one o'clock then the girls are getting up soon and I'm like oh my gosh I'm exhausted so yeah definitely I have you know try to set alarms too for that but that's helps my body too to know after a while with the workout and everything my body knows that, okay, it's shower and then bedtime. So it's just consistency for both, I think. How oh, that word comes up again. I think when you strive to hit goals, whether it be a bedtime, whether it be working out, it's just sticking to it. I know for me and with us giving the dog now, I like the dog to not get in the kennel until 1030. 
Right. And so I'll do things downstairs and my goal is not to just fall asleep down here, but a lot of times lately I've been finding myself that I'll fall asleep on the couch and then I don't have an alarm set or I don't have a method of waking myself up. And so last night, for instance, I fell asleep and I didn't come upstairs till one o'clock in the morning and it just threw off my whole day because I never really got a good sleep after that. And so for me, it's just, I need to make sure the dog goes in her kennel at one, at 1030. <laughs> not at one. <laughs> not at one. And then I get up and I'm in bed and try to be asleep by 11. Right. And I just noticed that, well, one, I'm a, I have one of the worst habits when it comes to getting a good night's sleep. And that is that I have to have the TV on and everything I've been reading. So I'm the opposite with the side while. Yeah. yeah. With the side piece, we're going to try to do some actual research to go along with our opinions. And all the research that I came across today is it's like an hour before you want to go to bed, turn the TVs off, turn your screens off, put your phones away, set your alarms, put them away. Do not touch your phones for an hour before you want to be asleep. And it really encourages like read a book. Because the book can alter the, your brain to um, release the relax hormone and start to ease into sleep. And if you do that consistently every night, you'll start noticing better and better sleep quality because there's the blue light effect. And you guys can look that up sometime if you want. But the blue light effect is what's radiant from the TVs and it can take your brain and your body out of that deep realm, REM sleep. And I have to sleep with the TV on, but I'm going to, I don't know, maybe give this a whirl. I don't know. Yeah. See, when I was growing up, we never had TVs in our rooms, even in my teen years. When I got married, when we got married is the first time I really had a TV in my room and it was on all the time and I could not sleep. Like I was, and sometimes now it depends on what show is on. If there's a show that I'm interested in, like I want to be up watching it and I've been like, I don't know if it's better because I don't think it's good to sleep with the TV on. But when you have to sleep with the TV on and I'm like, okay, well, I'll just like you have to put something on that I've seen a hundred times. So I'm not interested in it. And then I try to go to sleep. But yeah, I've it was like the first time I've ever had a TV in my room really that. And it doesn't help that we have a 55 inch TV in the bedroom (laughs) that illuminates the entire room as if the lights were on. So yeah. So, yeah, um, we definitely have to try with the TV off. And, yeah, I've heard the same thing. Um, And also with females, like your cycles can get off because of your sleep patterns and the lighting and everything can affect that, like you said. So, um, but, yeah, so that's kind of a little bit of our. Yeah, so for me, my biggest thing in my night routine is I just get the dog in the kennel, get to bed. And I've been lately, I've been doing a thousand milligrams of CBD oil and a melatonin tablet to help me get into a good night, good realm sleep, REM sleep. And I've noticed a big difference for me personally, but it's because I've always struggled sleeping at night, probably because I always go to sleep with the TV on. <laughs> we'll have to change it. So, all right. So this was our first episode of my side piece. I hope you guys like my side piece. All right, so we will be releasing every Thursday. Um, we will be trying to release these out. And it's just a little little bit extra that we're excited to share. So Yeah, the times will vary and we'll just 
try to stay consistent <laughs> and release these on Thursdays for you guys to enjoy. Check us out at spouseholes.com. We're also on um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find us at Spouseholes Podcast. Yeah, check out our podcast. Don't forget to follow. Bye. Better than my main thing. Massage piece. Better than my main thing.